This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, March 4th, 2018. Battle Plan for Prayer, Blueprint for Prayer. I learned it at American Heritage Girls. The way I pray is using a PATH, which stands for Praise, Apology, Thanks, Help. Praising God is saying how awesome He is and how good He is. Apologizing is saying, I'm sorry for everything you've done and asking Him to help you be better. Thanks is thanking Him for everything He has given you, like clothes, food, food, and a home. The last part is help, asking Him to help you and other people. That is the path I use for prayer. That was Hannah Downs, and I met with her about six months ago. She was doing a project for American Heritage Girls, and her project was focused on prayer. And it was one of those times that I was so blessed by spending some time with this beautiful young lady. You can just see her spunk, and she shared with me her acronym on how to pray, PATH. And I hadn't heard that before. You know, we can learn from kids. It's a beautiful thing. And then when our discussion was all over, I said, so Hannah, you know, what do you want to do when you're, when you're grown up? And she said, well, I want to be in church like this. And I said, oh, okay, so you're going to, find a church. She goes, no, I want to be like you. And it just took my breath away and it reminded me of how God called David when David was young. God calls people all the time at all ages, but it was just the sweetest thing. It's so important for us, Connection Church, to continue to pour into our young people from cradle to high school and beyond. So, Keep doing that, keep serving, keep praying for them. And um, that was just such a blessing to be with Hannah. Today we continue our series. We started Ash Wednesday and it goes until just before Easter. It's based on Alex and Stephen Kendrick's book, A Battle Plan for Prayer. And so today, week four, we look at a blueprint for prayer. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I thought that Alan would be here today with me, but he's not quite ready. He was here at 945 with his walker. Thank you so much for those who may not know, Alan had a total knee replacement um, a week ago and is doing well, but just not quite ready to stand on his feet for longer than about 15 minutes. So keep praying and we thank you for that. I'm a sinner and I've been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me please? Thank you God for today, for your healing touch, for the opportunity to gather as as women and men exploring who you are and whose we are. Thank you for Connection Church and our mission together. 
And we give this time to you, settle us in that we might receive what you have in store for each one of us. I pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And so this morning we are talking about a blueprint for prayer. And you might be thinking, do I really need a blueprint? I mean, can I just go and talk to God, share what's on my heart? Does it have to be a specific and certain way? And the answer is absolutely not. It, you can pray. That's what God wants. God wants to hear from us. God wants us to listen. You don't have to have a prescribed here, 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 and here. But there is a, is a guide, a way that um, we should uh, lift some of our words up to God, and, and I'm going to share about that in a minute. I do want to say, though, that our prayers are all the same, are all equal. One person's prayers does not trump another person's prayers. My prayers don't go to God any faster than your prayers. Oh, Pastor Carrie, you pray because you've got the hotline. No, I don't. I don't have the hotline any more than you do. So it's important for all of us to, uh, to pray. That's, that's the focus. We're really leaning in on it. And so we talk about this blueprint for prayer, the template. We use templates all the time. On my computer, there's a template for how to write a letter. There's a template for a fax. There's a template for resumes not applying anywhere, but there are templates that we can use and they're really helpful as a guide. So that's what our intent is as we talk about the blueprint for prayer. There's a lot of blueprints for prayer. Hannah spoke of one that I hadn't heard of, her path to prayer, praise, apology, thanks, help. I love that. I think that's nice and simple and it, it helps. There's another blueprint or pattern that you might have used before. It's A-C-T-S, Acts. Adoration, God, you're awesome. You're the Lord of the world, the creation. C, confession, I'm sorry. Thanksgiving, thank you for. Supplication, that's praying for ourselves and for one another. And so those are two models that we could use for prayer. The one that we'd like to share today is yet a third one, and this is a prayer series, so the word, the acronym we're going to use is PRAY. PRAY. So let's get started. P starts with praise. Praise. It really is important in our prayers to praise God to acknowledge God's holiness, acknowledge God's otherness. It's so, so important. In the Bible, uh, Psalm 150, verse 6, we um, read, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Can you say praise? praise. Yeah, you said it with a little umph. It would be hard to say praise. I mean, that doesn't... That's not it. It's praise. God deserves our praise. Praise. We say the word hallelujah around here. Can you say hallelujah? hallelujah. Yeah, you gave a little punch to that, and that's really good. Halil means praise. Yah, Lord, praise, 
the Lord. So there, it isn't just some hallel- It's It means something. It means praise the Lord. And when we praise the Lord, it shifts our focus from me to God, from our own personal selves to the one true God who created us. Even the rocks cry out, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It helps us realize that God isn't some human entity on mega steroids, but God is other than us. Other. Pure, holy, creator, rock, spirit, cry, every, you know, everything. God is other. Don't try to understand it. Just believe it. Accept it. And here's the thing about God and praising God. It's important to praise God for our very lives, our salvation, that God loved each one of us, that God would come, realize our utter need, that we are completely dependent, that we keep messing up, so he sent his one and only son to save us from ourselves, literally, to save us. So we need to be, wow, God, you're awesome for loving me that much that you're going to save me. Praise. Hallelujah. So, thank you, Chris. So, in addition to the P, uh, praise, it's also Thanksgiving. We're coupling praise and thanksgiving. It's really kind of tough to praise the Lord without thanking the Lord. So, it's so important to thank the Lord. Now, praise is um, giving acknowledgement of who God is. Thanksgiving is focusing on what God has done, is doing, and will do. Thanksgiving. So why don't we just pull back for a moment or two in our crazy, hectic, insane schedules and just praise and thank the Lord? Intentionally. There's the word. Intentionally. Now, we can do that all day. But setting apart some time to be intentional about going to the Lord and acknowledging the Lord, praising the Lord, and thanking the Lord. So, so important. To the one whom all blessings flow. Not some, but all blessings flow. In the Psalms, there's, there's gosh, it's just chock full of things that we need to hear and things that, you know, guidance and the Psalms minister to our hearts in powerful ways. But there's one Psalm, Psalm 100, that beautifully couples this idea of praise and thanksgiving. And so I would invite you to say Psalm 100 with me. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. 
mark that in your Bible. When you're having a bad day, open that up. Because what that does is it kind of takes us out of our spot and it lifts our hearts to focus on the incredibleness, the awesomeness of God and the thanksgiving that we should have regardless of our circumstance. Psalm 100, there's lots of other psalms, but we just pulled that one out as an example. So P for pray stands for praise and thanksgiving. The R for pray is repent. Repent. Now, repent is a combination of three things. Confessing our sin, seeking forgiveness, and changing direction, going in a new direction. I want to just say something uh, briefly about each one. Confession. Confession's really important. Confession is recognition that we have messed up, that we have missed the mark, that we are sinners. Every single day, we do things, say things, think things that really do miss the mark. And it's important during this time and all the time, but we're talking about um, introspection and trying to draw closer to God during this season. And it's really important to take a look, like looking in the mirror and saying, okay, God, where do I fall short? And then confess to God where that might be, what that might be. And, you know, we tend to rationalize our sin, minimize our sin. How about cling to it? You know what? I know it, but I'm just going to, I like it, and so I'm just going to keep, keep it. We do that. What ends up happening, though, is we become enslaved to it. And until we confess, there's more to this, but we, um, we are like in prison. And so that confession helps the freedom trail begin. So once we're able to confess, then we're able to receive forgiveness receive forgiveness. Funny thing is, when we're believers, when we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, forgiveness has happened. 2,000 years ago, when Jesus shed his blood on the cross for you, we don't have to live in that deadness, in that sin, but we have new life in Christ. The thing about forgiveness is that it's important in order to receive the forgiveness of God to forgive others. You know, when our, when our heart is hard, um, when we have this spirit of unforgiveness, I've had it many times, um, it's a barrier and it's sin. And so it would be important for me to recognize those places where I would need to release that to let go in order for God to forgive me as well. Now remember that forgiveness does not mean that we're 
you know, everything's all right, that what the person did or said is all right. That, that's, but it releases us. It just releases us from their power over us or whatever it is. So forgiveness is such a good thing, forgiving others. Jesus tells us to do that in the prayer that he gave us called the Lord's Prayer. Many of you are familiar with that. And there's a line in the Lord's Prayer that says, say it with me, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now, there's different versions in Scripture. Some of the versions say, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Some versions say, forgive us our sin. It's all the same. It's all the same. The important thing is that we really do need to ask God to forgive our debts or forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Confession, forgiveness, and then repentance. Repentance. Repentance means literally to head in a new direction. It's more than just saying, I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry with a change. I'm sorry with, okay, I'm really going to try to not go there again. And we do, but the good news is that we do need, we can keep coming back, but we need to come authentically and humbly. God, I'm really, I need your help. I need your strength. I am weak. You are strong. To sin, to confess, to receive forgiveness, And then if we go back and do the same thing over again, it doesn't really mean anything. Repentance is the opposite of repeatedness. Repentance is the opposite of repeatedness. So repentance is going in a new direction, turning from sin, and turning toward God. So that's the R of pray. The A in pray is ask. Ask. Jesus said in Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Ask, seek, knock. Now, we shared a few weeks ago that God answers prayers differently. And remember that God, when God answers prayer, the answer is to glorify God. You say that again. We're going to keep hammering that one. When God answers prayer, the answered prayer is that we should, it's all about the glorification of God. But here's the thing about God's answered prayer. God has so much of a bigger perspective than we do. God knows us inside and out better than we know ourselves. And so God answers prayers in ways different than we think that God should answer prayers. There's a word supplication. That's actually um, in the ACTS acronym, supplication, and that's about the asking. Supplication means asking or begging for something earnestly and humbly. It's just not like, hey, Kenya, but it's like begging God 
earnestly and humbly on behalf of ourselves or on behalf of others. Now you think, yeah, I can pray for you, but I shouldn't pray for myself. That is not true. That's the enemy talking to you. We absolutely should pray for ourselves. And God will give us what we need. Again, God knows us better than we know ourselves. James chapter 4 verse 2 says, you do not have because you do not ask God. That scripture came to light for me again a few months ago. I had a friend who was sitting in the seats, and I don't even know what we were preaching about, but she came forward and she goes, I was just given a scripture that I need to give you, and it's, you do not have because you do not ask. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. And I kind of processed that whole thing for the next week, and I realized that I was motivating on my own. I was trying to do some things on my own strength, my own, my own thought process, and, and not asking God. And so it's a great scripture to have and to remember and to live. You do not have because you do not ask God. So we agreed last week that God, in fact, answers prayers. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. amen. God does answer prayers. But not always the way we think God should or the way that we ask. This is really simple stuff, but we've identified, Alan helped with this message, by the way. We've identified four different ways that God answers prayer. The first way God answers prayer is no. No. Now, to us, we think that when there's a no, that perhaps God didn't hear us right. Um, no. Oh, God didn't even listen. No. Oh, God doesn't care. That's a no is a no. But it feels different when it's a no, and it's hard to understand. But remember, no is an answer. And even in the no's, which are hard, we still can glorify God in the no's. Because those no's can draw us closer to God. So that's one, um, one answer. The next answer that we might get when we go to God, when we ask God something, is slow. Slow. Slow feels like no, doesn't it? It really does. Slow feels like no. I mean, so when, when it's slow, I don't recognize it as slow at first, but it's like God saying, Carrie, you know, I am going to answer this prayer, but you're a little off. Your timing's a little off. We're going to go slow with this. And you're going to have to wait for what's, what you're asking for. So that's slow. We don't like no. We don't like sl slow. I'll tell you what else. Here's another answer that I'm not wild about. Grow. Grow. So when... When we ask God for something and God says, I'm kind of just thinking about what God might say. Yeah, I'm going to answer that prayer, but I need you to grow a little bit through it. I'm like, ah, really? That's when our toes get stepped on. That's when there's like we get pruned. 
when it's like, ouch, okay, yeah, all right, mm. But actually, the growth stuff is really good. In fact, I think it's my favorite answer. I didn't used to think that, but I do think that now. Because more recently, and it's only probably because I've walked with God for more years, and so you can see in retrospect everything God's done, but when I feel like God's doing that pruning, yes, but here's what you need, here's what I want you to learn, it's good. During the most challenging times, and there's been some pretty challenging times recently around here and in my own life, that grow thing is so good because it just, it draws us in and we're able to use it for his glory. It's part of your testimony. It's part of my testimony. So embrace it. When it's grow, embrace it. Go with it. Because when you're through it, it's really good. It's really good. So then we've, so I've already said, no, slow, grow, ouch. The last answer is the one that we all want all the time, and that's like, go, yes, you got it, got it. I don't even need to talk about that because that's the one we all want and know about and understand. Um, so God knows best. Can you say that with me? God knows best. So we've got P-R-A, and the last letter is Y. And actually, it's what I have had to learn over the years as a follower of Jesus, and I suspect you too, and it's yield. Yield. Um, in preparation for this message, I was thinking about the word yield, and immediately a yield sign came to mind. Middletown has all these crazy circles. And, you know, sometimes I, I confess, I get confused in the circles, and I have to remember to yield, to look for that sign that says yield. And what that means is give the right of way. It's like, oh, I was thinking yield was surrender, that's true, offer up, that's true, but give the right of way. And it gave me a new perspective of yielding. Like, I need to give God the right of way. You need to give God the right of way. Yield. Sometimes the right of way doesn't make sense. Sometimes it's not logical. But it's right. I've told this story a lot, but one of the most powerful examples in my life, the yield example, one of them, but probably the biggest, is, you know, since I was born, since I could talk, I wanted to be a nurse. I just, I was, you know, had my little bag. Mom says I had my stethoscope around my neck. I read about Clara Barton and Florence Nightingale, watched every medical show as I was Dr. Kildare. Boy, that's really dating me. But I, that just came to mind just right this minute. That was fun. Anyway, um, that was my life. That was my destiny. Went to the University of Delaware. I was a critical care nurse, saving lives, zapping people. It was wonderful. 
And then God changed my direction. And it took about eight years for me to take God seriously in the direction that God had. Because I kept saying, I think I know my life better than you know your life. And God said, okay, I'm just going to make you a little miserable. Well, I can handle that. I'm just going to go do that. I'm going to make you a little more miserable. Okay, so I submitted. And I'm telling you, people say to me, so Carrie, when did you decide to be a pastor? And I just have to say I didn't. I, it wasn't my choice. But it was God's choice. And it's important to be obedient to God. So, you know, I grew into it eventually. But um, my last day of working as a nurse, and I do that like this much every once in a while, um, just to get a little fix. But um, <laughs> one day God's going to take that away from me too, but not yet. Um, my very last day of my career as a nurse, I had been working in the Division of Public Health, and I was working with a bunch of great people, but they weren't Jesus followers. But they got me this, this that hangs in, in my office, and it's an Isaiah scripture. I heard the Lord saying, Whom shall I send who will go for me? And I answered, Here am I, send me. And so God says that to each one of us. God says, who am I going to send? And our response, your response, whether it's at school, whether it's in your place of business, whether it's in your home, God says, who am I going to send? You can say, okay, send me. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm just going to trust. That's what it's all about. God knows so much more than we do. God knows the bigger picture. God wants us to simply be obedient and yield. Give God the right of way in our very lives. In the Lord's Prayer, we already took a look at one little uh, scripture about trespasses. I want to look at this yield part of the Lord's Prayer, which is, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh my goodness, your will be done. That's a tough, that's a scary prayer. It's also a prayer that Jesus prayed. At the end of his life, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. I talked about this last week. He was sweating blood because he was, he knew that he was going to die. He knew that he was going to be um, crucified on the cross. And he kind of did this last-ditch effort to, to his Father in heaven. Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. So Jesus went to God and asked, if Jesus did it, we can. It's okay. Even Jesus Christ yields. Yield, offering ourselves to God, giving the right of way. And so, this blueprint for prayer, a simple outline, whether it's P-R-A-Y, A-C-T-S, P-A-T-H. The important thing, though, is not to like, I got to get this, dun, dun, dun. The important thing is to just talk to God. 
just lift your heart to God and to listen. But sometimes we get a little stuck. I get a little stuck, so I need a little bit of a blueprint. I need a template to help keep me focused when I'm all over the place. And so we wanted to offer that to you as well. You could be somewhere and somebody might know that you go to church. Oh, you go to church. Why don't you pray? You're like, oh, what do I do? I'm getting all nervous. I don't know what to say. Okay, well, just try to think of P-A-T-H, A-C-T-S, or P-R-A-Y to help order your prayer. Again, we don't pray exactly the same. Your prayer is, you know, my prayer is not any closer to God than yours. We're all equally yoked to God in our prayer lives. He just wants to hear from us. And he just wants us to listen. And so that's the challenge that we're asking you to focus on this week. We have put a little insert in your program, and it's this, there's a prayer on here. And actually, when you take this home, if you put it in your Bible or put it up in your fridge, it goes through the acronym. But we're offering you prayers to say, and I'd like for us to say this together now. Will you join me? God of all creation, I praise your holy name and desire to honor you at all times and in all places. May all I do and say glorify you. Thank you for your provision, protection, and faithfulness in my life. Search me and cleanse me from anything that separates me from you. Forgive me as I forgive others. Lord, I ask your healing touch for those who are sick, your guiding light for those who are lost, and your saving grace for everyone everywhere. Help me seek your will and listen to your voice. I pray these things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.